Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationBoise.com. All right, so we have been talking about the good books that have helped us to follow Jesus Christ, that have shaped our love for God, our love for the church, our love for fellow man. And we are going to move on today to um, the question, uh, what book outside of the Bible do you most recommend to others? Now, you can give two or three. That's fine. I know you're going to break the rules for us. But at least give us what's your best book that, that you would recommend most to others. The first one that I always recommend to people, and you know, particularly to adults or older teenagers that are new Christians, I recommend Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And it's one of those books that I also recommend read it. You should read it and then uh, read it once a year just to clear the mind of cobwebs. You know, it's not the Bible. He's, he's not a, a writer of scripture. Not always right, but he just, uh, even after all these years since Mere Christianity was published, many uh, listeners will know that it started out actually as radio talks mm-hmm. that, that he gave, the C.S. Lewis gave uh, during World War II, mm-hmm. uh, wartime England. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the war, were then uh, put into book form and, and published. Uh, but it's still uh, timely after all these years. Uh, the title, as the title implies, mere Christianity. It's it is basic Christianity 101. But more than an introduction of the faith, it's a defense of the faith that is still timely today. It really depends on what somebody is asking for what we recommend you know like for instance a book on finding god's will oftentimes people are wondering what's god's will for their lives especially young people at this time that are graduating from high school and and that there's a book by kevin DeYoung titled just do something a liberating approach to finding god's will and subtitled or how to make decisions without dreams visions fleeces impressions (laughs) open doors random bible verses, casting lots, liver shivers, and writing in the sky. You know, so I mean, basically, just do something. It's a wonderful book that uh, just, it it takes the mystery out of finding God's will. Yes, yes. If I only get one, and I'll do, I'll keep myself to that, I think I would still go back to Pilgrim's Progress. There's just so much there um, for all different aspects of the Christian life and so many different versions of it, so I think there are more. You can definitely find a readable version. Yes, you they, can find a pictorial version that, uh, that, you know, I like books with pictures still. Yeah, there's several <laughs> levels of kids' books on Pilgrim's Progress. There's, uh, you know, the, 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 the original, um, <laughs> but there's updated versions of it. I, I just think it's, it's uh, a wonderful book. They just did a coffee table edition, I think, Crossway mm-hmm. did it. That is just a great rendering. It does have pictures, so Jonathan also would would yeah, like I it. Like it's that. it's yeah. well done. <laughs> yeah. and, I'm and, inspired and, by art, is what <clears throat> I'm trying to say. And there are some really good artistic renditions, you know, with colorful pictures that make it uh, great to read with your children. The content is what makes it commendable to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and for the for perhaps the uninitiated, uh, John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. There there was once a time. 
and it's been around for what, 300 years. Uh, there, there once was a time among English-speaking Christians that just about every Christian household had at least two books. You had a Bible, yeah. and you had John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. And it's an allegory. It's about uh, a man named Christian who very obviously has become a Christian, and he's walking the narrow road to the celestial city. Mm-hmm. And it's an allegory of all the challenges and blessings. Uh, and, and the people that he meets along the and way. the people that he meets along the way. And uh, it's just a wonderful allegory about living the Christian life. It's still instructive and timely right down to this day. I got to um, say, when I read, tried to read that with my family, you, you mentioned in another show that Christianity and liberalism was somewhat hard of a read. I actually find Pilgrim's Progress somewhat awkward in, in many places. So I would recommend a modern English version of that book because right. I don't think it's going to you know destroy any of the content. Right. Right. right, I agree. There are two kids' books on Pilgrim's Progress. I'm just trying to find the, the titles of them naturally because I want to find the titles of them. You just hear me muttering on the air. Yeah. How's there's, that there's for good radio Pilgr- right there? There's a little Pilgrim's Progress by Helen Taylor, yep, that's which the is one a really, really good one. Yes. I remember reading that with my kids. And it had a profound, I mean, they were first in kindergarten and yeah. it had a profound effect on them. They began to ask insightful questions as we were reading that book. So uh, you can find a version for children. You can find one for yourself. Yeah. So the book that I would, uh, and I agree, by, by the way, Jonathan, you, you guys are right. Most of the time you guys are right and only part of the time I'm right. But um, you, had mentioned, <laughs> you, you had mentioned that um, uh, it depends on the context of, of who's asking and what season of life they're in for what book you would recommend. I totally agree. So I guess I was asking the question, from the perspective of, you know, generally what book do you recommend the most? And and for me, it's still Desire in God by John Piper mm-hmm. because I think even though there's parts of it that are a tough read, not because of the English, but because of the, the deep thinking that's there, I just think that book has the ability to free you right. from a million false guilts. It has the ability to connect your longing for happiness, which every human being has, with God's glory, which I think a mm-hmm. lot of people have this disconnect. I had a friend that I used to work with doing tile and we were driving home from this job from Grandview on a Friday afternoon and he wasn't a Christian and he looked at me and he, he just said, you know, I feel sorry for you because I'm going to go party tonight and you, you're a Christian. What are you going to do? And he just, he thought my life was so boring because I'm a Christian. And I think a lot of people have that perspective. Desiring God totally right. shows how that that's categorically false. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting just how God makes us all different. I have actually never made it through Desiring God by by Piper. I've tried multiple times. You're off the show. And I <laughs> I, I, I haven't been able to get to the end of the book. So I it's on my shelf. I've had at least three attempts at the book. Different books connect with yeah. us different. Yeah, so yeah, I, I like Piper. I like in, listening to him. I've, I like his book, Don't Waste Your Life. Um, Let the Nations Let be the glad. Nations be glad. glad. And Future Grace. I mean, so I've read Piper. But I don't connect as well with him. I mean, I would look at and say, like, The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul was one of those books right. that is so yeah. influential that yeah. I would recommend as far as in, in broadening my view of God and his godness and, and who I am and who yeah. he is. And 
Well, I think that's the important thing is knowing who you are recommending books to. Yeah. You know, you have to know what they need in order to recommend a, a book to them you know, because you might pick for them something by Sproul or maybe even something by Sinclair Ferguson or Horton or, you know, John Stott or Packard, you know, all these wonderful names of authors that we've depended on for ourselves, you know, to give us a, a clear presentation, but to each one a different nuance that meets them where they're at. Yeah, and then but, addition, you know, you've mentioned Kevin DeYoung. I mean, he's a he's a great uh, communicator. And, you know, if you're looking at How to Grow in the Christian Life, A Hole in Your Holiness, uh, that was a great book. Um, there are others like that. I mentioned his book, Just Do Something, about finding God's will. And I, just to keep following up on this, I have trouble with reading Keller and Horton. The guys in the room here really like Horton and Keller. I'm just saying that we're just all different yeah, as yeah. We approach books, yeah. and it's not. It's okay. I love knowing God by Packer, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the limb and say that there are probably people that don't identify with that. Right. Um, you know what? I like reading Owen and Edwards, mm-hmm. but you know what? Mm-hmm. Those are hard reads sometimes. So yeah. instead of reading Owen, I mean, Chris Lungard took Owen's work and modernized it. Yeah, I'm holding I'm holding one of his books. He took John Owen's book on sin and temptation, and he and he's modernized it. It's called The Enemy Within: Straight Talk about the power and defeat of sin. It's a great book. I've read this uh, several times. I've read it with others. You know, when we're talking about putting sin to death in our life, this this actually kind of helps us structure and understand what we're fighting against and how we put to death those things, how we mortify the flesh, in, mm-hmm. as Owen would say. Yeah. But Owen wrote The Glory of Christ, which I think is one of the best yeah. books ever written. Absolutely. However, it's a hard book. So Lungard took that book and wrote Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. So I don't. I guess what I'm advocating is you don't need to feel guilty if you don't right. get Owen. Right. That's okay. I, get I, Lungard. I would like to use this opportunity, though, to you know repeat something that Mortimer Adler said in his book, How to Read a Book. And also C.S. Lewis, he talked about chronological snobbery, how we can only be captive to the books of our time. I think you're right. I mean, I think it's good to have a diet of books where you're reading modern authors and older authors. But I would just challenge our listeners, if you're only ever reading books that are right on your level of understanding and grammar and philosophy and thought, then you're not going to grow. I mean, you're not going to grow because I use the language right on your level. You're going to be exposed to new ideas and and those are going to grow you spiritually in that respect. But in terms of, you know, it's good to be exposed to to people that you A, disagree with perhaps, and B, open up a whole another world that you're not even in. I mean, you're not in the world that Edwards wrote in 400 years ago. And so he's going to address things that are like, what did you even, how do you even get to this thought? You know? and perhaps another word about about how to read a book. A, a mentor of mine uh, named Earl Palmer uh, once said to a group of pastors that I, I was with, and he was speaking to this group of pastors, he, he said, <clears throat> don't bother reading a book unless you're going to make yourself vulnerable to it, which I thought was really, really wise because it's, it's possible, you know, if you don't, you don't, and particularly as a Christian, perhaps there's, there's authors that you're, you're going to say, well, I don't trust this author. So how can I read this book? And then you go ahead and try to read it. And, but on every page, you've got your defenses up and you're arguing against be discerning. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to make yourself, Earl was right. If you're not going to make yourself vulnerable to the argument, Mm -hmm. if you're not going to say, okay, what does he really have to say here? Mm -hmm. And can I really hear what he has to say? I don't have to agree with it, 
but can I really hear what this author, he or she has to say? That's how you learn. From, from reading a book to make yourself vulnerable. And I would say it's okay to have multiple reads going at the same time. Yes. So I always am reading, quote unquote, below my level. Yep. It's a quicker read, faster pace. Um, it's not as, as challenging. I'm hopefully reading at my level. And I'm all, also trying to, to stretch and, and read beyond where I'm at. So mm. I actually have multiple reads going yeah. all the time. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's okay not to finish books. Whoa, yeah. I, you went so, too far. So, you went yeah. too far. Well, let me just no, say this. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you. I have lots of books that I've only half read. And I think some people get discouraged with reading because they pick up a book and then they're slugging through it and they're like, can't stand it anymore. Well, put it down and pick up a book that's most interesting to you right now. By the way, you retain things the most that you're most interested in in that moment. And you can grasp where the book is going early on so you don't necessarily have to read the whole book. You can, you know, the, the its thesis is presented right away and you begin to understand it and so you can, particularly with certain theology books, you can set them aside after you've grasped of the content. All right, well, this has been the Gospel for Life. Hopefully you've been edified through this conversation about books and how they shape us to follow Jesus more, to love God more, to love His people more. If you want information about us, you can go to ReformationVoice.com and we will see you next time.